If God can't be number one, he will be none. Come on and say amen. If God ain't Lord of your life, he won't be Lord of your life. I wish I had somebody. You got to make sure that God is number one in your life. He's not going to be second. He's not going to be third. And God is not like Stevie Wonder. He don't want a part-time lover. God wants you to know that he wants to marry you. He wants you to be a spouse to him. He says here that, and, and Moses did everything according to as God commanded him. Verse 16 says, so he did. Now, the thing I love about this is that first Moses did things and put things in order. And the reason why God used Moses and chose Moses is because Moses was obedient. Moses did exactly what God wanted done. He couldn't trust Aaron because he knew Aaron would fare or he would side with what the people may want. Because one day the people wanted a molten calf and Aaron said, well, I'll build you one. Just bring me your gold and your earrings. Oh, yeah. Come on and say, man, God knew that Moses, he anticipated the faithfulness of Moses because Moses had left Pharaoh's house with all the riches and all the luxuries of life and decided, I don't want no more of that. I just rather herd some sheep in the wilderness for my father-in-law. And guess what? He was faithful doing that. When you're faithful over a few things. God will make you ruler over many. Do I have anybody here that received that word today? You got to understand God took Moses who had had all that he wanted in Pharaoh's house and God moved him out of there. Amen. And had him in the backside of a desert not bothering anybody but God looked in the backside of the desert and saw his faithfulness. What I'm trying to tell you is that people may not see your faithfulness. Oh come on and say amen. You may be in a place where it looks like nobody knows notice how you are. Nobody notices that you're doing the right things and that's the good thing about it. If nobody else sees it, God sees it. Oh yeah, his eyes sees everything. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro the earth seeking one that he can prove himself strong to. God sits high and he looks low. He knows what's going on in the earth. Amen? And so when we look at this, we got to understand that God used Moses because Moses was obedient. Moses wanted to do whatever it took to please God. And he took down notes and he said, I'm going to do this according to as God commands me. Oh, yeah. And since Moses did things the way God wanted it done, God said, Moses, I think I can talk to you face to face. I think that I can be your friend now. Come on and say man. And so he said, Moses, I'm going to make you like a God and Aaron would be just like your prophet. I wish I had somebody. Oh, yeah. God wants some people to be like a God. In other words, he wants you to be a child of God. Oh, come on and say amen and you know what when I look at Moses' life his life wasn't all that great because he had his brother and sister who hated on him because of who he married oh come on and say man he had people when he tried to help them they turned their back on him and said you're gonna be just you're gonna do me like you did the Egyptian and you buried him in the sand I'll tell it all on you come on and say man you know how it is you got them people that you tried to help and then while you trying to help them they trying to hurt you Moses could have given up but thanks be to God that he had an obedient spirit. He said, I'm not trying to bother anybody, but God, if I have to go, I'll go ahead and go. He made up a few excuses, and every time God gave him an answer, he said, I'm going to go ahead and go now, Lord. Come on and say amen. And so Moses was obedient, and he reared up 
the tabernacle in the middle of the wilderness. Come on and say hallelujah. And he took the testimony of the ark. He put all these things and he covered uh, the covered it up and put it all inside of the tabernacle just as God said and he was obedient and then in verse number uh, 33 it says and he reared up the court around about the tabernacle and the altar and set up the hanging, uh, the hanging of the court gate so Moses finished the work. That's what I like about Moses. Moses did it like God said it and he didn't leave it undone. He finished the work. He endured until it was all done. I wish I had somebody. He put even put up a courtyard with a gate on it and then Psalm 100 they wrote the psalm that said enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and what? Bless his name. Moses did everything the way God wanted it done and he didn't leave not one thing undone because the scripture says and he finished the work. I wish I had somebody. Now there's a man, let me go, let me kind of take a, 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 a little sidebar and tell you about this man, Beelzeleel. He was the man that built the Ark of the Covenant. He built that Ark and he saw it the last day and he never saw it again after it left his presence now we got some things that we gotta build and you know what sometimes we may never see the glory of it Oh, Lord, help me. You got to build some people, and you may not see the glory of what God is doing in their life, but you, by God, need to build them up. You got to build some children, and you may not live to see what God is going to do in their life, but by God, you build them up. I wish I had somebody. There may be some church stuff that you need to do, and you may not live out to see the glory of it, or maybe it'll be hidden from you, but God may have you doing that because he's going to use it the way that he wants to. God used that ark to represent his presence. That's where he rested on the mercy seat. I wish I had somebody. And Bezalel didn't know that that's what God was going to do with it. He just had orders to build a box. And see, sometimes we need to just build what God said build. And don't worry about what is going to be done with it. Don't worry about how it's going to be handled because God has a plan for it. And just let it be and say, God, I did it for you. I'm not trying to hold on to it. I'm not going to check on to see if it's like I want it to be but God whatever you want to do do it right now oh come on and say man I wish I had some bells in this house because then you'll have people that say I don't care what goes on I just want God to get the glory I want God to be present I want God to rest on this thing uh, there's some things that we do we need to we need to say God I just want your presence to be here with us oh yeah come on and say man and then verse 34 look at this and the cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. We got to see something here. God's glory and his cloud of glory didn't come to the tabernacle till the work was done. We got a work to do. Come on and say amen. And God's glory will be revealed and it will come to the tabernacle, to your tabernacle, this tabernacle, amen, when the work is being done. And Moses was uh, was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Now look at this. Now you would think that Moses, he'd been in the glory of God before. You would think that Moses, the one that went on the mountaintop and got the Ten Commandments, could go in the presence of God. The obedient Moses could go in the presence of God. But no, not this time. Even Moses with all his obedience 
even Moses with him being able to shine like God when he came off the mountaintop. He was not worthy to even go in the presence of God in the tabernacle at that time because God said, I'm here and can't no other glory come in here except my glory. Uh, and, and so even though Moses, the lawgiver, the greatest lawgiver that ever lived, he couldn't even go in the presence of God like he was. But I tell you what, I found out that it wasn't Moses. The reason why God didn't let Moses go in there because we would be worshiping Moses now. We'll be lifting up Moses now. Come on and say amen. But there is one that went into the presence of God. Oh, come on. There was one that went to the mercy seat with the blood dripping from his hands. Oh, I wish I had somebody. See, not anybody can go in the presence of God, but Jesus said, I have to make a way for all of you to enter into the presence of God and not have to die to death. I wish I had somebody. And so when he did, Jesus, when he, he went to the place of the mercy seat and he dripped the trail of blood that we ought to follow. Come on and say man, All the way and place the blood on the mercy seat and say this is the ultimate sacrifice. There would not have to be another animal to die. Oh come on and say man, There have to be no more humans die but I made a way for you. Come on and give God glory in here. Uh, yeah, he, he said Moses, you couldn't enter into the congregation because of the cloud that abode over the tabernacle. We got to understand something. The glory cloud is the Shekinah glory of God. This is the same cloud that went with them when they were coming out of Egypt. It was the same cloud that stood between them and Pharaoh whenever they came through the Red Sea. It's the same cloud that stood over the mountaintop and they heard thunders and lightnings and they thought all they said, this must be God speaking because of the thunderous booms that we hear. I wish I had somebody. This is the same cloud. I wish I had help here. That whenever uh, it was nighttime, it would guide them or it would hover over them like a pillar of fire so they wouldn't be in total darkness so that they would be comfortable enough to be able to rest assured that God was with them. Amen. When we look at this, the Bible says Moses was not able to go in in verse 36. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward on their journey. Now, when I look at this, I understand that things ought to be in order. And then we ought to be obedient in order for God to overshadow us. If you want God to overshadow your life, and I'm almost done, you got to be in order and obedience with God. I wish I had help here. But the Bible says that when the, the, the cloud overshadowed the tabernacle, that the people came to attention. See, it's something about the glory of God. When God's glory rests upon somebody, people will pay attention. You were, you're wondering why people always looking at you? Well, it's because of the glory of God that's upon your life. You wondering why they always got to say something about you? Well, it's because they want to talk about the glory, although they don't know the true story. I wish I had help here. You got to look at the glory of God being upon the tabernacle. We are the tabernacle in which the glory rests upon now. There's no tabernacle in the wilderness unless you're in the wilderness. But guess what? God will overshadow you no matter where you are. If you're in the wilderness, he'll overshadow you. If you're in on the mountaintop, 
he'll overshadow you. If you're trying to go through the green pastures, guess what David said? He'll lead you in green pastures and beside the still waters. Do I have any witnesses here that realize what I'm trying to tell you? That you have to be guided by the glory. And the scripture says that the cloud, when it was taken up from over the tabernacle, that's when the people say, okay, whatever we're doing, we're going to drop it and move. Some of us, we want to keep doing what we're doing and hope that God will wait on us. God is saying, I'm not waiting when my cloud, I'm not even giving you a warning, but when you see the cloud go up, you need to drop what you're doing and say, let's move now. Well, come on and say amen. That's why he didn't give them suitcases in the wilderness. They didn't have to go back and pack. Whatever they had on grew with them. That's the glory of God. Their shoes didn't get too small for them. Their shoes didn't get too old for them. But God preserved not only them, but he preserved the clothes that they had on. Do I have any witnesses here that know that God will preserve you? Whatever's going on in your life, you don't need to try to think of what I'm going to put on tomorrow to try to make up to what whatever I messed up today. Because God will make sure that what you got on today will get you through tomorrow. Do I have any witnesses here? I'm putting on the whole armor of God. I can wear that armor any day of the week. I can wear that armor through hell and high water. And I can come out on top. Having, been, having done all to stand. I need to stand having my loins girded about with truth. Having my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Having my helmet of salvation on. Having my sword of the spirit. My blessed prayer of righteousness. And my shield of faith. Come on and say man. Where I with I shall quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. I'm dressed for the test. I don't know about you. Oh come on and praise his name. And the Bible said and the cloud when it got up to move. The people say oh it's time to go. Oh come on and say man. I don't know about you but when God start to move. I want to go with the cloud. I don't want to hang with the crowd. I'm going with oh come on and say man. Tell your neighbor say neighbor. Don't hang with the crowd. You need to move with the cloud. God is saying, I'm trying to move, and you paying attention to him. I'm trying to move, and you got her on your mind. I'm trying to move, and you thinking about money. I got you this far without money. You think I can't take you further? Oh, come on and say man. You live this long without him or her. You think I can't keep you all this way? Do I have any witnesses here? They talked about you last year, so them talking about you this this year is not going to make you no different. You just need to come on with me through the wilderness. I've been in the wilderness. Do I have any witnesses here? He said I was here in the wilderness with you. I fed you manna from heaven. When you complained you had no meat. I gave you flesh to eat. When you didn't have no water I gave you water to drink. So stop your complaining and let's move. Oh you need to tell your neighbor say neighbor Say, oh neighbor, stop your complaining uh, and let's move. It's time for us to go now. We've been here long enough. He said, I've been trying to get you over to the promised land, but all you want to do is complain. I've been here with you for 38 years, and now I want you to build a tabernacle in the wilderness. You see, I love what God did. He said, let it be a tabernacle, meaning a temporary place. In other words, we're not going to keep it like this. 